Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode of our Tampa Bay Rowdies uh, coverage. We just tied um, in a massive game in a sense. We were actually, in a sense, down um, 2-0 in this game against San Antonio FC at Toyota Field. Um, obviously, if you are a fan of USL Championship League, you know San Antonio FC just won it all last season. So this was a big matchup for the Rowdies, especially at their home field. This was something to watch. This was potentially game of the year for USL Championship League. Starting off, in the 22nd minute for San Antonio FC, um, Patino scored. Dennis gets a yellow in the 27th. Garcia for San Antonio FC gets a yellow in the 45th minute. Uh, Then Nathan scores in the 51st minute for San Antonio FC, going up 2-0 at this point. And J.J. Williams responds with a nice, classy goal in the 67th minute. And then followed up shortly by Charlie Dennis, as usual, uh, in the 71st minute with a beautiful, beautiful, accurate PK. And then Josh Perez getting his first goal of the season. Um, really, really, really awesome to see him actually contribute. Um, he's been a really, he's been progressing every time I see him on the pitch. Um, and he just always seems to be around the ball. You know, he always seems to be making a play. And shout out to uh, Doherty, Jason Doherty. Uh, he just had his 100th consecutive. No, he's about to have his 100th uh, consecutive start with the team um, against Memphis 901 FC this upcoming Saturday on September 23rd. But um, getting back into this game, we can kind of go over overall some, some team stats for the Rowdies up until this point. Um, okay, so at this juncture right now, as of September 19th, the Rowdies are 16-7-6. We're 10-2-2 at home. We're 6-5-4 away, and we're on a tie streak of one. Our last five matches have been 3-1-1. One, and, one. Um, and, you know, it's going to be an uphill trek going forward for sure so it's just one of those things where we have to maintain pace and at least we did come out of this with a point you know the tie is not the end of the world um but we definitely want to make sure that we're going into this upcoming game against memphis 901 fc who we just recently played not two weeks ago um we got to win this rematch against those guys they cannot sweep us this year but i guess getting into more of the team stats of um, of things, we can kind of get into what our attack is looking like and has looked like. Um, in 26 appearances, Cal Jennings has 14 goals. In 26 appearances, J.J. Williams has 11 goals. In 29 appearances, Charlie Dennis has 11 goals. Jake LaCava in 16 appearances only has 3 goals. In nine appearances, Ryan Spaulding had two goals and a bunch of assists. Shout out to Ryan Spaulding. Um, in 16 appearances, Jake Otterman only has two goals. In 17 appearances, Ariel Martinez only has two goals. In six appearances, Joshua Perez has that one goal, which was awesome to see. Um, but yeah, overall, Felix Schroeder had that one goal in 12 appearances. Zachary Haraval only had that. He had in six appearances, he had one goal, but. Um, when it comes to assists, J.J. Williams in 26 appearances has 6 assists. And number 2, Sebastian Delgard in 20 appearances has 5 assists. 
And then at the number three spot, still Ryan Spaulding, nine appearances, four assists. Um, and then Connor Antley, um, 27 appearances, three assists. Aaron Guillen, uh, 28 appearances, three assists. Charlie Dennis, 29 appearances, three assists. Jake Otterman, 16 appearances, two assists. Jake LaCava, 16 appearances, two assists. Cal Jennings, 26 appearances and two assists. And Dayon Harris, 26 appearances for two assists. When it comes to shots, um, and J.J. Williams, 26 appearances, he has 49 shots. Cal Jennings, in his 26 appearances, he has 41. Charlie Dennis, in his 29 appearances, has 39 shots. And Jake LaCava's 16 appearances, he has 16 shots. And then number five on our team for shots is Forrest Lasso at 15 with 25 appearances. That's pretty interesting. Um, and Dayon Harris is at 13 and 26 appearances. Freddie Kleeman, 12 shots and 27 appearances. Connor Antley, 12 shots and 27th appear- 27 appearances. Sebastian Delgard, 11 shots and 20 appearances. Ariel Martinez, 8 shots and 17 appearances. Chances created. Uh, Charlie Dennis, 57 chances created on his 29 uh, appearances. 27 chances created by Jordan Doherty. Excuse me, not Jason. It's Jordan Doherty. Uh, and in 28 appearances, he has 27 chances created. Uh, Jake Arman has 21 and 16 appearances. J.J. Williams has 21 and 26 appearances. Connor Antley has 21 and 27 appearances. Deion Harris has 18 and 26 appearances. Ryan Spaulding, shout out. In 9 appearances, he had 15. Cal Jennings, he has 14 and 26 appearances. Uh, Sebastian Delgard, 11 chances created in 20 appearances. Uh, Jake LaCava, 10 chances created in 16 appearances. Uh, Connor Sparrow, he has 25 appearances, 65 saves. And then obviously Phil Breno, uh, 4 appearances, 12 saves. Our clean sheets, we... Connor Sparrow has 8 clean sheets and 25 appearances. That's fucking good. Goals conceded in 25 appearances. Connor Sparrow has um, conceded 24 goals. Uh, in 4 matches, Phil Breno conceded 7. So you already see why we had to go with Connor Sparrow. Um, overall, our team is trending in the right direction. We really need to go into... I believe we're playing at Al Lang against Memphis, if I'm not mistaken. Which I can go ahead and break down here. Um... Yeah, we are going to be... No, we're going to be at Alang, yep. And this is going to be Saturday, September 23rd, 7.30 p.m. Make sure everyone in St. Pete's tuning in and getting on down to Alang Stadium right by Van Noy Park and uh, supporting your local club, man. But, um, again, in extra time, I didn't go over the complete scoreboard, but Ballone scored in extra time past the 90th minute to equalize this game, which kind of certifies it as one of the best games of the season. It was just a roller coaster of emotions, offensive creations everywhere, great plays, good passing throughout. Um, the Rowdies really turned it up in the second half to be able to get into position to, you know, win. They hit, they, you know, kind of gave it away at the end there, but uh, to come out with a point at the end of this, this it works with me. You know, beating the former champs, that's a big deal. And the Rowdies should be very proud of it. Um, and especially going into Saturday. Just one thing you just got to kind of keep an eye on. Um, is Memphis. They did beat us on that Wednesday night game. So we do have to kind of pay attention to these guys. Give them some respect. Um, they are trending upwards, I believe. Let me get to their club. 
Um, bear with me. I, again, shout out to USL Championship League's website, but their broadcast is awful. So they really need to kind of uh, get that figured out. Their website's really awesome. But as of right now, they're 12-8-9, 6-5-4 at home, 6-3-5 away. They're on a win streak of one. In their last five matches, they're 1-2-2. One, two, and two. Memphis 901 FC is not a terrible club. It's just right now they're just not in the best positions. I think they had some injuries earlier on in the year, but they also did get gutted by MLS teams. So in the 28, 29 games played, they've won 12, obviously. 41% of their games are won. Their position in the East is 5th. Uh, 44 goals conceded, 1.5 per game, 7 clean sheets, 3 penalties conceded. Uh, their tackle success rate is 67%. Their dual success rate is 49.1%. Their aerial dual success rate is 46.4%. Um, their pass success rate is 80%. Total passes, almost 14,000. Successful passes, over 1,100. Passes per per game, pretty much 479.4. Their long pass success rate is really rough, below 50%. They typically pass in the forward direction. 35% of their passes go forward. Um, so they are an aggressive team. Um, average possession, they do typically win possession with 56%. Successful crosses on the year, 61. Total open play crosses, 273 on the season. Um, total shots blocked. Oh, total shots, and this is excluding blocked shots, 296. Um, shots on target, 132. Goals scored, 48. 16.2 conversion rate, 51.4 minutes per goal, 22 left foot goals, 17 right foot goals, 6 headed goals, and 3 other goals, 40 goals inside the box, 8 goals outside the box, and 1 direct free kick goal, 2 penalties missed, and 3 penalties scored on the season. Discipline, they have 52 yellow cards and 6 red cards. Not bad with the reds, but the yellows are kind of up there. Fouls won, 368. Fouls conceded, 380. So this is a team that, you know, on paper we should beat them, but they did fight very hard against us um, in that Wednesday night matchup two weeks ago. And ever since then, I have put respect on their name. They can control the ball. They can dominate possession, even if it's slightly. They're good at passing, and especially aggressive type passing on the opponent's side of the pitch. It's a team that I'm going to be looking out for, especially going into this weekend, because this is a game we kind of want to lock in and come away with points. We just want to nonstop keep winning. Um, if this is a game where I maybe see JJ or Cal Jennings getting a little rest, I'm not going to be upset about it. We do want to maintain some of our guys for playoff, the playoff run. Um, and I think that would be a, kind of a smart way to do it, kind of sprinkle in little one-game breaks for some of our starters. Um, I, I do want to see Jake Arman get a little bit more uh, of a little bit, a little bit more of a focal point on him in the offense. I think he's a good passer, and I think he can legitimately do somewhat of Spalding's work. Um, I just really want to see him kind of elevate his game going into, obviously, playoff time. But Joshua Perez, with his first goal in the season, um, kind of showing showing what he can do, you know, and he, and he really did. And I, I think that this is a guy that we're going to be able to utilize as a speed weapon, and a guy that's got pretty solid touch, if I must say so myself. Uh, not, not anything to, to frown at by any means. Um, Charlie Dennis obviously had a nice, nice free kick or goal kick, I believe, uh, not goal kick, but free kick, um, that went in and he always kind of accurately delivers those shots. Um, and it's just, I really hope that, you know, 
we're going to be at Alang. This is a rematch against the Memphis 901 FC. We genuinely need to win this game so that we can go into this, you know, final stretch of the season with confidence. Again, I want to be able to rest some of our guys. You know, hopefully um, Sebastian Delgard should be back soon. He didn't. He hasn't played in a minute. And the injury must be a lot more serious than we were let on. Um, I really hope that he's back and ready for playoff time. I saw Leo uh, Fernandez legitimately practicing, running around on the pitch. Nothing crazy, but uh, he might be ready for playoff time in like six weeks. And there's about six weeks left in the season. So that's going to be exciting to look out for. That's a storyline. And if you have not seen our exclusive selfies with J.J. William, J.J. Williams and uh, Leo, definitely follow us on Instagram at Tea Time Reports. All support on there is greatly appreciated, as well as Threads, X slash Twitter, TikTok, and uh, YouTube at Tea Time Reports. Really appreciate all the support on there, y'all. But back to the back to the topic is: Can the Rowdies come over, come back home to Alang and deliver the fans a much-needed win? Um, I haven't checked the forecast, but I know we're supposed to be getting some rain down here in the Bay Area tomorrow, um, at least south of the Bay Area. Again, only by like 45 minutes, but uh, we're literally 25 minutes from Ao Lang. So we should hopefully have a clear weekend, but that's something to take into consideration. Um, But this is a game that I think we can win handedly. I think we're going to win 2-0. We're going to get our points back from these guys. Charlie Dennis is going to get one, and I think J.J. is going to get the other with an assist from Jake Otterman, and Dennis will probably get a free kick or you know, a, a penalty kick in there, you know, as he normally does, because he's a master at that. He really is. He draws those like fouls close to the goalie box, and he can just, you know, I trust him more than anyone to take those long shots. I really do. I think he's kind of getting back into the form we saw him towards the middle of the season uh, when he was in that MVP conversation, getting goal of a week, uh, nominations every week. He was just going off, and then obviously when Neil Collins left, we saw that decline, and now we're seeing him kind of pick back up uh, his form. Another guy that played a very sound game, in my personal opinion, was Connor Antley. Really love what he brings to the table. Uh, he's a very, very quick, maneuverable guy, uh, and he's able to handle the ball very well for a you know right left back. And he kind of pushes up in the other side of the pitch sometimes and creates a little run kind of creates a set piece here and there, which I appreciate because he opens up that kind of the that kind of play from us where we can get our speedsters on the wings and get people that are actually accurate with the ball and have good touch with the ball on the inside and have someone kind of make a play there. And it works, and it has been. And, and we need to come out with that in the first half, and we need to be able to dominate the first half of this game against Memphis 901 FC and not give them any breathing room in the second half. If we're able to go up 1-0 going into halftime, I think we're going to be able to pull away with this one. Um, I have high hope in Nicky Law and his coaching ability. I think he's been phenomenal for the club so far. Really hope that you know they're able to retain him after this season. That's a discussion for a future episode, I'm sure. But I think he's been a very, very full-sound manager slash head coach for this club. And I really agree with the methods that he's been taking. Going with some of that aggression um, on the pitch, that possessive ball, but we're trying to feed it up into the wings and try and force openings in the center. And we attack the gaps in coverage. And I think that's one of the best things about our offense is that we do eventually start to realize and gnaw away at their weaknesses of whatever team we're playing. So we have adaptability to our coaching staff as well as our offense. 
And I think that's a crucial point and a crucial thing to have in this league, um, especially when goals are more often than not hard to come by. When you see a 3-3 match, you know those are two good teams playing each other. And you got to give those guys props out there for working their ass off on that pitch. I, I mean, this was a fun game to watch. I remember uh, this kind of reminded me of the Miami game. I was pretty heated during this game, I'm not going to lie to you, because I really thought we could pull out and get away with the win. You know, we were up 3-2, and then they equalized in the extra time. But it was just one of those things where, obviously, the refs weren't helping us. There was terrible VAR, like, worthy calls all over the place. The officiating, always terrible in the USL Championship League, as well as the broadcasts. Uh, if you're not at an actual live game, you will probably not enjoy it. Um, but as far as the Rowdies, our broadcast down here seems to be fine. It's just a matter of whenever I'm watching like the Memphis 901 games, when they're at fucking Auto AutoZone Park, or uh, just any just outside the state, it just seems like they don't have the money or the production value to kind of like be able to properly nationally broadcast this league. If that makes sense. Um, so that's something to kind of like, that will keep people away from the league. And if you are like just a true soccer fan and really just want to root for your local club, uh, I'm sure you have a USL championship league around you if you don't have an MLS team. So definitely go, you know, show some support to those guys out there. They have like the USL championship league for women is now, uh, for women now as well. Uh, they also have USL championship league one and two. And a whole, you know, kind of academy process. So if you love playing soccer, if you're a young guy out there, definitely get in touch with someone or go down to your USL, you know, field or practice. They have those open practices all the time. The Rowdies literally just had free tryouts. I mean, what are we talking about here? If you love soccer, you can definitely get on that pitch. I mean, there's some bad play out there, but there's also room for improvement for this league to kind of groom more talent to kind of send up to the MLS. And this league really should think about partnering with the MLS to kind of solidify American soccer in a more united way to the point where we can actually start properly, you know, developing guys all the way through um, every level of soccer in America to get them ready to go, you know, across the pond, you know, down south, wherever. It's one of those things where I think that would be a really good step up and level up for the game of football in America. And I would love to see that at some point. And I think that honestly, if you're a fan of soccer, you would appreciate that as well. Um, but again, I think if you are in St. Pete this weekend, if you're chilling, you know, and if you have 45 bucks, go down to Lang, go vibe. I mean, the vibes are immaculate. It's the best stadium in this fucking country. Right on the harbor, right by Van Noy, the water's crashing on the pier and on the docks in the background as you're watching, the, you know, teams go at it to try and achieve a common goal. Like, there's nothing else like Lang Stadium and I really firmly believe that they should genuinely stay there for the rest of the Rowdies' existence, even if they are moved up to MLS. If they are, I would definitely recommend, obviously, a renovation kind of thing. You know, expand, expand the bleacher area. You know, add VIP seating. Maybe add like a you know a press box type of deal. But I think there's a lot of options for Alang to kind of work at, at you know even at the highest level of, of football in America at MLS. So I just really kind of just wanted to talk about that briefly there. Because of the you know the recent news, which we'll get into on the turn up the news uh, series, but the uh, <clears throat> and I'm sure Brandon is going to talk about this on on his Rays series as well. But uh, the Tampa Bay Rays just uh, renewed, I guess, their contract with the city of Tampa slash St. Pete, 
and they got like 300 acres for over a billion bucks and they're going to build a whole complex around a stadium for the Rays and they're staying in town. So that's a pretty big deal for not only the Rays, but the city of St. Pete, the city of Tampa, and obviously everyone, every asset that the, uh, I don't know if it's the Glazers, but whoever owns the Rays own, they own the Rowdies. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Rowdies maybe get moved to Tropicana. I hope not. Um, if not, maybe they, you know, kind of sell Tropicana or something to like the USFL or whatever. And, you know, maybe some uh, some other league or MLS or something. And uh, they are, you know, they expand and put more funding into Al Lang. That'd be pretty cool. Because Al Lang is a historic spot for the Rowdies. It really is. Like, it is the foundational piece of this club. And I don't think anyone that has been to Al Lang will say, let's go somewhere else for a Rowdies game. No. There's probably two stadiums in USL Championship that can even compete with the Rowdies, and it's the one in Sacramento and it's the one in Pittsburgh. So that's about it. But um, yeah, like I said, Rowdies will beat the Memphis 901 FC team this Saturday, 2-0. Obviously, Charlie Dennis and J.J. Williams are going to get one with an assist by Jake Otterman. Charlie Dennis is going to get either a PK or a free kick in there. Somehow, some way, he will. But I think this team can go and ride this momentum uh, into playoff time. Because that's what's going to really matter is those one-and-done situations. We crucially need to knock down some of these Eastern teams so that we get less competition and we hope that uh, you know we can get some of these clubs' numbers, in a sense, so that we have them on lockdown. Because we need to beat the Memphis 901 FC club and not get swept this year so I'm not scared of them in the playoffs because I'm scared of Birmingham Legion FC. I'm scared of those guys. They swept us. I really am. I'm scared of Pittsburgh. Those are two teams I'm scared of. We're not going to be playing those guys off rip. We're going to be playing a team like Memphis 901 FC or a team like Loudoun. But we really need to just knock these guys down as much as possible to try and deteriorate and demolish their morale as well as overall kind of just understand their scheme better and just get the confidence to go against them, you know? Because that's what the playoffs is all about. You have to have the confidence to go in there, execute, and finish the game properly. Go out there and have good class, good form, and execution. And I think that's the Rowdies' biggest question mark is can they execute in this crucial time? We'll have to see this starting Saturday, I imagine. This is kind of the final stretch of the season. So we're going to definitely be holding the Rowdies under a microscope, if you will, for the remaining weeks of the regular season going into playoff time. And definitely stay tuned for our playoff coverage. We will definitely be going to Alang because of our our high seeding. So we should be able to get some home games. That'll be really awesome coverage. Definitely make sure you're following our social media accounts to get some really, you know, kind of inclusive and exclusive videos and pictures and stuff like that. And just get, get in tune with the community of, uh, of Alang and St. Pete. But uh, to everyone out there, this is Trevor and this is Tea Time Reports. Thank you all so much for staying tuned in and, you know, keeping an eye out for the episodes on the pod. It's been a, it's been a you know, kind of a rough week for everyone, kind of a part of the team. Um... Got a lot going on, obviously, so we apologize for any consistency this weekend. It will be back on track. But everyone out there, have a great day, or a night, or whenever, wherever you're listening to this. Just know that over here at Tea Time, we're awake with you. Take care.